It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked 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 On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how was your Thanksgiving, sir? It was good. You know, I think just like everybody else's, it was a little bit different this year. Um, you know, but but I, we, we actually uh, went up to uh, Big Bear Lake and uh, got a little cabin and, and you know, kind of had a real cozy Thanksgiving, which was, was a, a nice change, but the food was still really good, and, and uh, the football was not as good as the food. No, it was not. Um, the, the Cowboys fell to the Washington football team. You know, this is – unfortunately, this is starting to become a trend, the Cowboys just playing bad on Thanksgiving. Mm. Uh, I think they've lost now three of their last four games on Thanksgiving, and actually all three of the losses have been – kind of blowouts, right? I mean, they lost, they got killed by Buffalo last year. We saw a couple of years ago, uh, they get killed by the Chargers, I believe it was on Thanksgiving. Uh, and then t- this week, uh, the Cowboys lose to the Washington football team, 41 to 16. I will say, I yeah. feel like this game was a lot closer than what the score indicates. It got, it, it got kind of ugly late. I was definitely uh, going to say that I, 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 even though the, the points definitely would tell you uh, it was a blowout, I, I don't know that what well, was a four-point game going into the fourth quarter? Exactly. So, I mean, I think there was it balanced on a knife's edge for a long time, and then there was a tipping. There was a tipping point, and then I think after that, uh, you know, we were completely overmatched, at, at, with, especially with the injuries that happened. We'll get it all to all. Yo, all right. So let's let's start like this, Landon. What was your big takeaways from this game? Because uh, I, I'll go ahead and start. I, the dream of them making the playoffs, I think, is officially dead. I mean, it's not. I mean, not officially because the NFC East is so bad, and we'll see what the Giants and the Eagles do this weekend. But you know, Washington now has a game. There are a game up on them in you know the win column. Uh, they've got the tiebreaker. Philadelphia has already beaten the Cowboys once. Got a terrible think, division record too. I mean, we're now one and three, right? I think one in the and division. three. But I think I think the real thing is without Zach Martin, without yeah. Cam Irving. There's just not a lot this team is going to be able to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the takeaway again is, you know, we lost Zach Martin, and I, I think that that's that's the headline, really. I mean, if he's out for multiple weeks, I mean, then uh, you know, whatever you wanted to call the playoff hope, uh, 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 a fun dream or 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 uh, you know, a, a an underdog story. I mean, I think we've been saying this this season was lost. You know, if you want to talk about big picture. This season was lost the day that Dak Prescott got wheeled off that that 
field, right? Sure, like, absolutely, without let, a doubt. I, we, and I, we all knew that. Yeah, right? we exactly. All knew it. We we know all knew, we all knew that. So, and I think that you know we have been celebrating the idea that somehow by beating Minnesota last week, we have gotten as far as we have gotten uh, in in this kind of shadowy middle world between the worst team in the league and still a playoff team where we were you know had the opportunity to either get a top five pick or to make it to the playoffs and and clearly you know no one thought that this team was even if they were to make the playoffs was gonna was gonna you know do anything. Be, no, be the underdog no. team that was going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. it, was, it just wasn't – that's just not uh, – this team doesn't have the talent. It, all, all of its talent is basically on injured reserve right now. And, hmm. and, and, and guess what? That trend continued. Now, Because now you go out there and you, you – at least for the game, <clears throat> you lose both your starting offensive tackles. And now there's word out from McCarthy that their injuries are going to be multiple weeks. I don't care how many multiple, even if it's two, Zach Martin should not step on the field no. again this season. No. And, and, and you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I uh, did you see that Duke Merriweather tweet that, yeah. that he did? Uh, you know, th- when he tweeted that, like, I was already kind of in my brain there, like, how much of this is like you know related to that and, and and how much is it having to work with new techniques and that sort of thing i mean i i, I don't know I, I don't know if, if, if there's anything there or not but he started having calf problems i guess the, right around the time that they started trying to ask him to play tackle full-time and i and i think it was a good idea and i and i wasn't and i'm not trying to second guess that that idea of putting him to tackle but i'm, I'm i do wonder if there is something there and that that may be why is well we've is, seen this we've seen this a bunch of times between not only linemen just flipping spots but flipping sides right yeah. it, when you're doing something that your body's not accustomed to doing you're more likely to get an injury especially Again, at that level right like you're playing against a guy who's, who's that who's who's playing against guys who are way more athletic than him and he's he's doing techniques that like you said yeah. he's not confident in we're not playing confident not playing fast even though he's he played well you know you, you you're still more likely to get hurt so i i wouldn't be surprised if that didn't contribute in some way and i'm not trying to like i said not trying yeah, to second yeah, guess it course. but here we are and that and honestly i think this is the point i was trying to get to is that they have all of this has been about throwing desperate measures and and, and trying everything they can and 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 sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. But but the point was is that look, this season again was lost when Dak Prescott got injured. Everything since then is basically let's just try this. You know, mm-hmm. let's just do what we can to get through the season. Maybe make it to the playoffs. You know, you know. I mean, the even even down to the fake punt that they ran. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like we'll get to I, that. I, I've got we'll some get to it. But but it. but it's stuff like that that it's like. I get it. Because because it's who cares, you know? Like I mean, you're three and seven somehow in the playoff race in this game against Washington, and you're and, and, and you clearly are overmatched talent because because of all the injuries and because of the situation and the yeah, matchups yeah. in the game. So who cares? Try it. And, and 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 to everyone who says, why would you say that? Because all of you have been yelling at me that Jason Garrett would not do this stuff previously. So you, so all the people that were mad before that Jason Garrett played too, too close to the chest, I am at least committing. They've made some terrible choices, and I think that some of those terrible choices were made to look worse by, by execution. Absolutely. But, 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 but bottom line here, my takeaway was that they tried. You know they're 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 trying it all still and and and, I, and after years and years of people complaining about the fact that Jason Garrett played it too close and that was not the way to get good enough or to, to spark something to get good enough to win a Super Bowl or to do the ultimate goal, they are at least trying this stuff now. So 
yeah, I, I walked away from the situation like, okay, well, at least we know where the Cowboys are headed at this point. And they, you know, I, I, I at least commend the coaching staff and, and them for trying some of this stuff. Now, I don't know that I would have called some of the plays that they did. We can get all to the specifics, but my main takeaway there was that despite everyone being furious with the coaching staff for individual things, I'm I'm glad to at least see something different and that them trying everything to try to w- try to win this game and, and, and do what they can to win the game. Uh, so many different things that could just go one off on what you just talked about. Uh, let's start with the Jason Garrett one because I think that's hilarious because I saw a tweet today. I'm not even going to mention who it, was, who it was from, but you could probably figure it out not too long. But uh, there was a tweet, well, Mike McCarthy's now lost three straight divisional games. Jason Garrett hasn't – he <laughs> lost three divisional games in three years, and it's like – are we really wanting Jason Garrett back, guys? We we saw we saw games before, like on Thanksgiving. Let's use the Charger game where the Cowboys got blown out by thirty points, and they had their quarterback. Right? It was the the excuse for that game was they didn't have their starting running back, and that's why they couldn't score more than six points or whatever it was. But we saw a decade of Jason Garrett where he had very healthy teams and couldn't get more than eight nine wins. I, I we're done with that. We we don't need to we don't need to go back there. This is a catastrophe in terms of injuries the Cowboys have. And I don't know I don't know how many coaches you could plug into that game and expect or you know over the next two weeks or two months and expect them to win a lot of games because you're without a quarterback who the rest of the league didn't want, right? Nobody else paid Andy Dalton to be a starter. Nope. Nope. Uh, you're you're without guys on the offensive line that people didn't even want to draft, you know, let alone, you know, start. So uh, you, we've got a whole bunch of injuries there. There's injuries on the defense. At one point, uh, at one point in the game, there was no Chidabe Wouzier, no Anthony Brown, no Trevon Diggs, uh, and no Rashard Robinson at cornerback for the Cowboys. So you were without what? five of your or four of your top six cornerbacks i mean how many quarterbacks do you even bring into a game you know know. what i'm saying like they had safeties playing corner so and and i guess that's the thing is that to me i feel like again i get it it's thanksgiving it's washington it was for the division lead it's for playoffs even though i mean come on again what what are we talking about with going to the playoffs here doesn't matter I, i understand why people are upset but at the same time, it's like have some. It's like everybody forgets the context as soon as the kickoff happens, right? Yeah. They, they're like, they're like, why, why, why don't they throw the, you know, why won't they throw the ball downfield? Why won't they do this? Well, well. it's because they're losing. They're, I mean, look, calling it's one thing, but doing it is another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and 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 yes, guess what? They still have lost seven-fifths of their starting offensive line. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's they've they've lost multiple guys. Wide res- it's because the wide receiver position has basically, you know, gone unscathed. I think there's people out That's there that, 100% that, what it is. that yep. forget that this that the rest of this offense is all second team players. And, even the and running back. Even the, uh, even the <laughs> running back at this point. He's, I mean, because he's let's be fair, he's playing like a second team player. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess where, where I'm at right now is that uh, this is a mess. This has been a mess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anything anything close to uh, anything close to a victory is is amazing at this point because this you know this is not this is not the team that started out at the beginning of the season. Everyone needs to readjust their expectations of what this team is. Right. You when think they about it. You had you had basically your second string team 
going toe-to-toe with Washington for three-quarters of that game. A pretty healthy Washington team, you know, all things considered. So uh, we'll we'll get into that. I want to take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Pepsi. This football season will be different, and it has been different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Uh, I know I had to pull out a Pepsi yesterday after eating all my turkey to get a little bit of caffeine uh, to make it through the second half of that game. Uh, These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Lana, let's talk about the Cowboys offense. Um, you, we, we just got done talking about the offensive line, so we really don't need to, to rehash that. We know they weren't good. Uh, once you lose Zach Martin, it's all backups in there except for Connor Williams, and I actually don't think he played all that well. Andy Dalton, 25-35, 215 yards, a touchdown inter- interception. I actually thought he was fine. I, I mean, oh, yeah. the, the interception I, was the interception was bad, but he didn't make enough plays with his legs and his arms. I thought he was fine. I thought he played well, you know, I mean, look for, I mean, we, again, let's look at it through the context of, of who, who's playing, you know what I'm saying? It's Andy oh, yeah. Dalton with, with all the warts that, and the, the pros and cons of Andy Dalton. He's, you know, and he has warts, but he has things that he could do well. He delivered a couple of really good strikes. He found open men and open men at different, at different points. Uh, and, and, and made some big time throws. It could, it converted some things. I mean, obviously it helps because that Amari Cooper is, is just really found his, uh, you know, uh, rhythm with with Dalton, I think that that he didn't have early. And can I, I and, can I say something really quickly please, about Amari? This is please. why these are superstar players, guys that can go out there and play with four different quarterbacks yeah. and still produce. I, I don't know if you saw a tweet that I had earlier today, but Amari's on pace for like almost thirteen hundred yards this season, yeah. despite yeah. playing with all these. I mean that that is what a superstar receiver does. Yeah, He's, yeah. I mean, and and again, like. Uh, Getting open is 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 universal, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like being open is is something that every quarterback can work with. So uh, I think it just took. I think you know. So there's some timing stuff that that they had to get down. And I feel like, like they've gotten it down. And, and that part is work was working well. The problem is getting the getting the ball to them, you know. And and that's and again, if this is this would be less of an issue if Andy Dalton's you know main. I would say negative in his game is is in, uh, he struggles with pressure at around his feet around his yeah, face. He does. He, he he has an issue. He has issues with it. He was able at certain times and a couple different times uh, to make plays with his feet and get out the front of the pocket and and you know we saw some athletic some of that athleticism we saw at TCU when he was you know when they would run him around a little bit too. Um, but I think that you know again it's it's a force multiplier in a negative way when you lose your starting offensive line and then you're forcing Andy Dalton to try to make throws from a muddy pocket that's just not something he's he's doing very well and then yeah you yeah. know I, I think I, I think this was the first game that and let's, we should transition to the wide receivers I, I, this was the first game that I thought that that CeeDee Lamb and uh, uh, Michael Gallup I mean they kind of 
had net negative games. You well, know actually, I think CD, the last time he played Washington was just as bad. He had three drops in that game. I guess that's, he, that's true. He did have three drops. He, but, I mean, it's this Both those guys time, weren't good. No. Yeah, that I was like, man, like there were several different times you needed them to make the play. And, I, and again, we understand that CD Lamb's a rookie. Uh, but I mean, we're holding him to high expectations because sure, he's, you know, he's he's pr- produced at that level. And if we're doing that, like he's got to make that third down, ca- uh, he's got to make that touchdown catch. He's got, you know, he, you know, he's just there's certain things that were happening in that game. And then you know, Gallup obviously similarly, uh, you know, had a couple drops. He needed the, he needed to come up with that. I just think that you know that, that it's you if you're gonna be a playoff team, you're gonna need a lot more consistent play from uh, the guys who are supposed to be the better parts of your team um because especially right now you're at such a disadvantage uh you know at at the offensive line position that you can't afford to make a mistake i agree so so as you know and and i think that's that's what what ultimately was happening at the end of the game is that you know the cowboys offensive coaches realized hey this is not going to last we're we we can't keep doing this we we gotta we gotta find a way to make something happen and and i think that motivated some of the more off the wall calls because they understood. Uh, I mean, look, look at the, look at what's happening at, at, off, at the offensive line and, and Chase Young and, and, and interior uh, with with Washington. They were getting to Dalton all the time. He and he they couldn't run the football either, so they had to find a way to create a spark or do something because it, you know it was a close game uh, for a lot of different reasons. But yeah. they, the Cowboys were losing it as they entered the fourth quarter, and it was clear that that the the mismatch was going to start rearing its head in the last part of the game. All right, let's let's go ahead and talk about those two uh, fourth uh, down plays because I think that's every what everybody wants to talk about today, and we're going to yeah. discuss them before we get to the defense. The first one happened fourth and one from the Cowboys' thirty-four yard line. Five minutes left in the uh, in the second, or excuse, yeah, excuse me, second quarter. Game is ten to ten. Do I agree with the the decision to pass the ball on that down? Yeah, let's Probably. break the let's let's break these down each one because this down is important, by, right? By, by, by each thing because there's just I think that's important. It's not just about the decision. There's several different elements of, of each right, one right. that we should discuss. So, do I agree with them going for it on fourth down and one? Yes, because if we've seen anything through you know the the course of the season, fourth down and one should be a fairly easy down to you know convert. We've seen quarterback sneak rates are above 75% this year. Uh, the Cowboys do have a running back that's very good in short yardage. It's something that he you know has always excelled at. So I agree with the decision. Don't agree with passing the ball there. It's just too much risk. It's just too easy to get to, to try to get you know six feet if you're running the ball. Um, However, CD Lamb got interfered with. Yes, I mean, absolutely. That that's that shouldn't that should have been a call, right? He should have gotten the pass interference or whatever. I know the Cowboys had their own penalties, so at least they would have offset. They probably would have run the ball. I, I the play worked. They didn't get the call, and because of that, the play ultimately it wasn't successful. But you know what I'm trying to say, right, Lane? I I absolutely do, and I I think I agree with. And to be clear. Marcus and I haven't really discussed this, how we feel about this to, with each other too much. I mean, we tweeted about it a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't really had a chance to, you know, previously previously discuss this. I I I agree with this one, with that one, especially. I I, I think that I probably wouldn't have thrown the ball, especially with with uh, uh, Andy Dalton. Um, I think the play actually execution wise worked. It did. You know, it, it yep. the, 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 by on the offensive side of, of things, the ball got out. It was delivered where it was supposed to be, and you force the defensive player to 
you know, cre- cause a penalty in order to, you know, make sure that the play didn't get followed through with. The fact that the, the refs didn't throw the flag, I mean, I, I don't, you know, what are you going to do? I, I don't, Especially I, I, on the last possession where, you know, Jordan Lewis barely touches Terry McLaurin yeah. and he gets a, he gets that well, call. But on the other side... Especially since McLaurin basically had stopped his route, yeah, and like you know, yeah. it was basically a, a, a free for all play for them to call that. Like, it, I mean, just so yeah. And again, like the 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 unbalanced nature, especially when you look at what happened with CD Lamb there, uh, was absolutely ridiculous. So right. I I agree on that one. All right, let's go ahead and move to the other one. Uh, fourth quarter, twelve fifty four left on the clock. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys run a. Fake punt with Cedric Wilson looking like he's going to throw it to CJ Goodwin. Ultimately takes a one-yard sack or whatever you want to classify it. Um, that This one I have a, a little bit more problem with. I don't necessarily agree with the decision to go for the, the fake there because, again, it's 4th and 10 from your own 24. The defense actually wasn't playing too bad for, in, in the second half. They gave up a field goal because of a Zeke fumble. They got an interception. They forced a punt on the drive before. I actually I, I disagree with the decision to go for it, which is going to be very rare for me on this podcast. But I don't necessarily disagree with the play call because if Cedric Wilson runs it correctly, he's got a high-low read. The first read, which was the punter, was taken away. But C.J. Goodwin was wide open. Was open. He should have made that throw. And I see everybody on Twitter. see everybody on Twitter saying, you can't make that throw. It's too difficult of a throw. B.S. He was wide open near the sideline. You could could have thrown the ball and and throw it out of bounds if if he didn't want to make it. If he throws it behind C.J. Goodwin and he doesn't make the catch, he gets a pass interference call and you're 30 yards down the field. Cedric Wilson's a former quarterback. We've seen him throw the ball before. All he has to do is get it over that defender. That's all he he had to do was get it over the the defender that was covering the the punter shallow. He could have easily done that if he just picked it up and thrown it. Correct. So, I, what are your thoughts on should have the Cowboys have gone for it there anyways? I, you know, I don't love them going for it on, on there. I, I I think it was ballsy. I think if it had worked, we would have been like, wow, what a gutsy call. You sure. know, like we, it, and, 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 and it would have been, you know, a, a rallying point. It would have been a spark there. And, and so, I'm actually kind of neutral on the call. Because okay, again, because because I I don't think it's a great call overall. But again, we're three and seven and playing for a <laughs> division matter. title. Go for it. Why Do not? Do something. You know what I'm saying? Like and and so they did it. They went for it. And 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 honestly, like I think I was more angry at the play call until I went back and watched it again and saw how wide open C.J. Goodwin was. And and really, I, yeah. I, I I I'm I'm upset with Wilson. I honestly. That was terrible, man. What are you doing? Throw the football. He was wide open. Even if he wasn't wide open, you're not going to beat three guys to get the yards to, no, to gain no, to get no. the first down. Throw the football. Like my, and so my only I, problem with that play, and we haven't heard anything to, to suggest this, but if Mike McCarthy didn't know they were going to do that, or if he was surprised, because we've seen Bones Fossil do this before, you know, surprising Sean McVay. But if this was just Fossil acting alone, then I have a little bit of a problem with it. But if if this was a calculated move by McCarthy and Fossil, I'm fine with it. If they got, if it was one of those things where they got a look that they wanted in order to run, that gave them the green light to run this play. Okay, I get it. You sure. know, and, and again, I think the thing that we should be arguing about, and I think it was legitimate to discuss, is whether or not. Uh, uh, you know the 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 down and distance and where you are on the field at the time of the game is appropriate for that sort of play, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think that that's that's the, that is where we can have you know the, the the debate. I again, like I've said, fall on the side of what are you doing? Why not? You know yep, what I'm saying? I like, agree. You, 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 you're, you weren't. I think I think I, I, most people at that point, including the coaching staff, had the vision to see the 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 the, the, the it was tilting the other way. You know, the, 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 it was, the, the Cowboys had, had had lived on, you know, dangerously long enough, but the pass rush was starting to get there. The the defensive line was starting to really eat against the offensive line. They needed something. And I'm not going to go back over this again, but I guess my point is, is that I understand to some degree, not enough to say I agree with it, but I, I, not enough for me to say that was a terrible idea because I, I think – you know, this is the kind of thing that we've been begging for coaches to do forever is to do something to try to claw your way into winning the game. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll finish with the defense. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, Landon, let's go ahead and talk about this Cowboys defense. Um, Not great. Uh, They gave up 182 yards on the ground. Antonio Gibson had a huge day. I mean, they had some moments in the first half. They gave up 17 points. You know, they gave up only three in the third quarter, even after Ezekiel at fumble. Um... They did get some sacks. I thought Randy Gregory played well. DeMarcus, say, Lawrence, DeMarcus we should, we, Lawrence can play and plays great. We should uh, we should definitely point out Randy Gregory as the as one of the lone one of the few. Well, positives let's talk about the positive. What, what were the positives to take away on the defensive side of the ball? I I thought for the most part, DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory both played fantastic. You know, I think that you know Lawrence missed a tackle. You know, that, that or two that were. I think that were tough, but yeah. I mean, I think he was also being a one-man wrecking crew at many different points, uh, you know, in the game, which isn't really you know unusual for him. Um, you know, I, I I think we're seeing some better safety play, but it's really hard to tell because the cornerbacks are just so atrocious that uh, it's. I mean, everything is open wide underneath. Like, I think that's really the frust- most frustrating part was that. Let him throw the ball deep, man. Like I don't I, understand I, why they why they played the coverages they did. I I, I, I wonder if you know. And my thought, I guess we're going to get into this the the, <laughs> the nitty gritty pretty quickly here. But I wonder if some of it had to do with they were just not comfortable playing press with the cornerbacks that they actually had on the field at different points. I mean, you know? I don't feel comfortable with him playing off coverage either. But at least <laughs> with it's Alex Smith. I there's the the thing with with Alex Smith is there's such a defined strength and weakness weaknesses to his game right you know at this point in his career he's not going to get outside the pocket and make plays you know that he's not going to throw the ball down the field he's going he if if given the choice he wants to throw it short 
why not blitz him and make him throw the ball down the field or make him, you know, put, you know, drop the ball in the bucket? Why play off and just allow him to dink and dunk all the way down the field? I think you're probably right, Landon. I, I think that's what it was. The Cowboys were so bad at corner. Um, and not even corner too, but safety. Like they lost Stephen Parker within the first couple plays of this game, and then when Awuzie went out and Robinson went out, uh, and then Jordan Lewis continues to be Jordan Lewis. It's just it, it, they just didn't have the the cornerbacks to play. Yeah, I mean, I just I think again, I think the the reason the answer to every one of these questions that we have, you know, honestly, every time I go back to it and I ask myself, there's something that doesn't make sense to my eyes as far as the you know the scheme of what's happening, whether it's on offense or defense at this point. Yeah, the the answer is personnel. You know, the 100%. answer is who's who's playing right now, and are they even able to execute what I what I conceive that should be the answer to how to stop you know Alex Smith Alex Smith you know short passing game or you know I mean sure. uh, uh, Antonio Gibson the run game I think ultimately at the end of the day whether it's offense or defense they just don't have the horses. No, it, it, you really notice that cornerback. We talked a lot about on the show how the. Defensive tackles are not very good. I actually think there's more hope for the defensive tackles long term because you long will be term, getting, sure. yeah. you're going to be getting back Tristan Hill. Maybe they'll bring back Gerald McCoy. I, I they've at least got some guys there. But man, going into 2021, you've got Trevon Diggs, you've got Anthony Brown, who you signed a contract extension to, <laughs> and that's just about it. So this team is in desperate need of some cornerbacks. Uh, so a little a little assignment that I gave myself this. Uh, holiday weekend going to be studying up on some of these corners in the nfl draft Uh, i suggest that you guys do the same one last thing before we we head out landon talk about the linebackers um i thought landon van rush played really well last week against minnesota did not think i think he played very well in this one i know he had at least three missed tackles just from watching on the broadcast uh, Jalen did have the interception, and he was he had a typical Jalen game. Sean Lee did not play particularly well in this one either. What did you think about those guys in this one? I thought yeah, even before the uh, interception, I thought Jalen Smith was playing a better game than he had in a while, and I and I think it's helping both Leighton and Jalen to play fewer snaps. I, mm-hmm. I, and I, I get it that Sean Lee. I mean, I think Sean Lee was a lot better last week. But yeah. but um, I think I think for going forward they should be rotating those three and and figuring out to a, a snap sharing situation because I think it's helped all of them. Um, I do well, also think I, that I would also say now that we we got five games left and it's pretty clear this isn't a playoff team. Cowboys should really sit, consider playing more of Luke Gifford. And, well, once he gets back from his suspension and <laughs> Francis Bernard because yeah. I, well, he, and here's the thing with Jalen too is. I mean, we're, we don't have to have this conversation today, but his contract and what the Cowboys are going to do this offseason is interesting. And if he gets some kind of long-term injury, well, you're, well, you're on, the, you know, on the books for guaranteeing his salary for next year. So wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to see what some of those younger kids at linebacker can do as well. Absolutely. I don't disagree at all. All right, uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We will be back on Monday uh, to discuss all the action around the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.